Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. Alright, here we go. I was just like in that mood where I'm like, you know, I'd run across some guys that were a little bit younger and I was just about ready to say, okay, nobody younger than 37, period. That is the cutoff. Forget it. If you are sitting there laying back and just hoping and crossing your fingers that he's going to know what to do, he's not. And it puts him in such a tough position. It really kind of hit me the same way. It's like, yeah, you're a yes girl with boundaries. If I'm awake, there's a potential for horniness. Okay, I need it three times a week. And if I'm not getting it, I'm gonna be cranky. So you better make sure that I'm having orgasms. If you just put it in there and just start pounding, 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 I'm, I'm probably gonna stop you and look at you and be like, what are you doing? The breakup is very hard. And I feel like, like you're making it about the sex, but it's just, I know women and it just like, it's just usually not about just the sex. I will tell you, just came across one that was the smallest that I'd ever been with. And I I feel weird about it. To be honest, I feel a little weird because I'm like, okay, there is such a thing as too small for me. Hey guys, welcome to the Curational Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, I hope everybody is having a great week. I am in the middle of a great trip. I'm in Miami right now. I am visiting with HK and we've been having a lot of fun just doing our normal fun stuff and I'm getting this episode ready for you. Today, I want to focus on all of the fantastic voicemails that I get, let you listen to some of them, answer some of those questions live. Always a big thanks to everybody that sends those in because you guys know I really do love getting your voicemails and it's just so much fun. Now, most of the stuff I just answer privately back and forth, but today I wanted to kind of just, you know, give you a little glimpse into the voicemail inbox because people want to talk about just the most interesting stuff and they want to share anything, anything they want, any facet of their life, you know, nothing's off limits, but I do have some great messages to go over and we'll jump into those in just one second. 
But before I do, of course, I want to remind you guys that you can always send me a voicemail like like these listeners have. And do you see when I put it out there? Like I don't say your name, I change your voice, make it unrecognizable. So you can always feel good that even if, you know, you leave me a voicemail, it, uh, if you want me not to use it, you can always say, do not use this and I won't. But everybody else, you know, I just change it and disguise you. And um, if I'm going to share it, just like today, and it's very fun because I feel like uh, this, these great answers, first of all, these amazing questions, I want to share them with you guys. And second of all, the answers, I want to share them with you too. So, all right, you guys, let's, uh, let's dive into my inbox. This first one, this had to be the first message I played because this just made me the happiest. I just want to thank this listener so, so much. Uh, she's a rock star. I want to applaud her, like snaps, claps. Whatever I can make noise with for her. <laughs> I am so proud of this woman and I really love getting messages like this make my heart happy. Okay, here it is. Hey, Layla. I am a 62-year-old single woman with two teenage children. One lives with me. I was celibate and abstinent from any type of sexual relationship for 12 years after my divorce. And have jumped back into the dating pool as of 2018. And my first connection in meeting somebody from a dating app was in November of 2018. I was 58 at the time and he was 24 and he pursued me with guns fully loaded and would not back down. And so rather than trying to talk myself out of meeting with him, I met with him and we had an incredible connection, and he popped my proverbial cherry after a 12-year stint of abstinence and continues to be a lover that I spend time with every week. We negotiated that. I'm still on dating apps and looking for a second lover, but it's challenging for me because my daughter lives with me and I don't bring men home. I'm so jealous when I hear stories about you inviting men over or meeting at an Airbnb and and or a hotel. I have had men get hotel rooms, which is fun too, but that was more for sharing affections, not for penetration and intercourse. During the COVID lockdown, I think I bought every sex toy imaginable, and it has been such a wonderful learning experience about my sexuality and openness and just accepting it. And when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, yes, girl, go, 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 go. You have really inspired me to continue to move forward. And I am completely open and accepting of young lovers who have rock hard bodies and are drop dead gorgeous and wanting to experience an older woman. I don't fit the norms with regard to body type. I'm a plus size woman with very large breasts and cellulite and fat rolls and this, that, and the other. And they are still rocking my world and wanting me. So there's a lid for every pot and a seat for every ass. And yay, I'm so happy for that. And in this stage of my life, which I would consider my last quarter, 60 to 80, I have more experiences in my sexuality and acceptance of my body and who I am as a woman than I ever have had. And I'm, uh, making myself available to my clients. I'm a hairstylist and I'm making myself available to my clients and their friends as 
a coach, an intimacy coach, a sexuality coach, a relationship coach, whatever it is. I want every woman to feel the empowerment of being their own personal goddess and the yes, that stranger said it the best, you're a yes with boundaries and that is super sexy. And every woman needs to know what their yes with boundaries are because it's different for each person. And I just commend you. I adore you. I'm excited to listen to each podcast each week and I can't thank you enough. All right. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for leaving that. You are definitely a woman after my own heart. I, hey, I know about the younger guys. Okay. I totally get it. You, although it's funny because, you know, lately I've been having this, it's, I've been having this quandary, I guess, guys. I'm in a, I've lately privately been in a private quandary about age gaps. And I right, I think right about before I got this voicemail, I was just like in that mood where I'm like, you know, I'd run across some guys that were a little bit younger and I was just about ready to say, okay, nobody younger than 37, period. That is the cutoff. Forget it. Okay. And then I met Stranger and the, while the, the response on Stranger has been <laughs> mixed as far as the listeners go. I just want everybody to know that, you know, sometimes you meet people and the age is just not, it's not a factor, even though, you know, he's a little bit younger than me and we're just, we're having fun and I like that. So I totally understand where this listener is coming from. I am just, you know what? I'm proud of her. First of all, celibate for 12 years and then she gets jumps back at it in 2018. I mean, That's fantastic. I love that she just said, nope, I don't, you know, I'm not this last, how did she phrase it? The, you know, this last quarter or last part of her life, like this, she's in it. She is, she's living it. She's doing her thing. And I, I think I probably bought every sex toy during COVID as well. So I can fully relate to that. You know what I love is experimenting with my own body. I mean, you know, you got to stay doing that stuff. Don't be afraid to touch yourself and you've got to know how you're wired. Ladies, men cannot figure this stuff out on their own. And and if you are sitting there laying back and just hoping and crossing your fingers that he's going to know what to do, he's not. And it puts him in such a tough position. I, I really feel for guys. If you're not able to, first of all, have a good handle on your body, and kind of know, you know, what your go-to moves are and, and be able to communicate that. That's really the thing. You know, okay, maybe you don't have to tell him every deep, dark fantasy. Maybe I'll do that. Let me be the voice of that. I'm here to just let it all fly. But, you know, I think if the average woman was just as in touch with her body as this listener and is confident, and I mean, that, that is so sexy. And that's probably why... I have no doubt that's why the why these guys are flocking to her, regardless of the age difference. I have learned and seen, and I just know to be true, that men do not care about the shit that women care about as far as how we get in our heads and how we judge ourselves and with our body and it's not is it is it not looking perfect or if I can't if I'm not weighing this amount, then I I can't be seen in public or, you know, whatever. As a woman, I've tortured myself through all kinds of weird 
body dysmorphic moments. This shit is just, you know, at some point, ladies, we have to say no to it. Just say no. Like, like this, like this woman. I mean, she is having great, amazing sex. She's, you know, like her partner, this, this younger guy's got this hard body, hard dick. I mean, he's happy about it. He's happy about it. Why the hell not? And I also love, I love that she quoted Stranger. And I love that that quote from from Stranger as well. It really kind of hit me the same way. It's like, yeah, you're a yes girl with boundaries. And I love the way, if you guys didn't hear that interview, Stranger in my bed or Stranger in bed, I forget what I called it. It Might've been about a month ago. This, I met somebody and they just said, yeah, you're a, you have boundaries. You're a yes girl with boundaries. And it was kind of like the way he said it and the way that hit me, I just knew that, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's okay to, just because you're open sexually, it doesn't make you slutty. It doesn't make you easy. It doesn't make you, it doesn't mean that it's always a yes. It's not a yes until you say it's a yes. And you have your, and you will have boundaries. And if somebody crosses those, then they just respect them. And it just because you're, you know, you're a sexual adventurer or a sexual explorer. As women, this doesn't make us bad. This doesn't make us slutty. We're not, you know, our sexiness doesn't have to be defined by our age. And, and I mean that even in the opposite respect, because God, I, you know, if I think about back when I was 20 and all the stupid shit going through my head with my body and didn't, if, you know, if it, if I didn't look a certain way, you know, I might be more self con, I might be prone to being more self conscious. And now, I'm just glad I've left a lot of that stuff behind, you know, that like where I don't care about the lights on or I don't care about what t- if it's daytime or if, it, if, you know, if it's, if it's, um, if I'm awake, there's a potential for horniness. There's a good potential for horniness. It's like when, you know, it's like being like a man. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> hey, if my eyes are open, I probably want to have sex, you know, there's a high probability. that that could be on the menu, you know? So yeah, I just love it. Well, this, I'm just telling you, thank you so much for this voicemail. It made my day. It's really made my week. And I appreciate knowing who's out there listening and what your background is and just, you know, stuff about you. And I am, I am just damn proud of this caller. I'm damn proud to have her as a listener on my show. And I just feel like, more women need to be okay with their bodies, okay with their sexuality, and just kind of get past all this bullshit. Because believe me, men are not hung up on it like we are. They're just not. They don't care. I mean, if they find you sexy, believe them. They're they're not going to lie about you think, th- thinking you're sexy when you're not. If their dick's getting hard and they want to have sex with you... It's a pretty good indicator that you're doing your looks wise, you've got it. So anyway, I'm just, again, and I'm just proud of the fact that this caller is determined to make, you know, have her best sex life, even after 12 years of celibacy. Holy shit. Good on you, girl. I mean, way to make a comeback. This is like a redemption story. I absolutely love it. I hope you will keep me posted. I want to know. I, I mean, I think this is so hot and sexy that you guys get together and, you know, you and your, you and your, I don't even, your friends with benefits, you know, that you guys have this 
you've maintained this relationship and there's, you know, it sounds like, sounds like you have some sexual demands he needs to meet. I love that. That's what we should do with ladies. I mean, really, we should raise the bar on our sexual requests and demands and put them back, serve the ball back to your partner or partners and raise the stakes for them. Be like, hey, I need it three times a week. And if I'm not getting it, I'm going to be cranky. So you better make sure that I'm having orgasms, that we're connecting, that it's this hot, juicy, fun sex in whatever capacity that takes on for us, and that you are maintaining this as an important part of your life. So thank you so much. I appreciate this voicemail. I love it, love it, love it. Keep up the good work and good on you. And yes, everybody, every woman needs to know that she can be a yes girl with boundaries and jump on in and go for it. All right, now let's move on to this next voicemail. Okay. Uh, this is kind of interesting, the timing of this one, because it coincides with a story that I have not told yet. So here's a, I mean, my answer is going to be a sneak peek into this problem. And ironically, it's weird. I feel like your voicemails, guys, your voicemails show up sometimes when I like, when I most need it, it's like, it's like my sexual, my sexual, you guys are like my sexual Buddhas. You may not realize it, but you'll leave me these messages. And I was just like, shh damn, I mean, like, whoa, this one hits me square in the eyes. I needed to hear this. And this message, you guys, is about dick size. And yep, I got to go there because I've been saying size doesn't matter, size doesn't matter. Well, let's give a listen to this voicemail. And then I will tell you if I've, if I've changed my opinion on that. Okay, here it is. Hello, Layla. My name's And I just started listening to your show yesterday, but I can't get enough the reason I'm messaging you is because I would politely like to disagree with you on your stance about dick size. I myself fall in the average category. I am approximately five and a half inches on the thicker side, though, by about five and a half inches thick and like six inches thick at the base of my shaft. So it's not small. It's also very much average statistically. That being said, not all of my partners have aided it, but my ex-girlfriend, the one I love the most by far, I never felt like I could satisfy her. It was so sad. I never felt like I could get deep enough inside of her pussy. She loved sex from the side, and I... I never felt long enough to pleasure her from the side. She had very large butt cheeks. Short, Latina girl, about 5'2", all ass. Beautiful girl. Just, I could not, for my life, satisfy her. On top of that, I felt like I didn't touch her right. She didn't like the way I touched her. And it broke my heart because we had such a good friendship, such an intimate friendship, and fondness for each other that turned really toxic because my insecurities, probably some of her unresolved traumas, there was, a, there was a lot more to it, but when it came to our sexual compatibility, I was, I didn't do it for her, and it broke my heart, so much so, like, I'm in sex therapy now, I'm, I'm, uh, currently seeking the, um, the help of a sex surrogate my local area to practice my techniques to overcome my insecurities 
uh, because I never want that feeling of heartbreak ever to happen to me again. Also, I've been saving up, and I am considering, not considering, like I really want the uh, Panuma surgery. So that's like another thing I, I, I really want. And if you haven't heard of that, that's the uh, uh, silicone implant uh, that gets inserted into the penis to increase the girth and in some cases the length as well, depending on, uh, I guess, how good the procedure goes. The one thing I want to tell you about it is that, like, um, like the reference you used, the male porn star, when he says, some dicks feel better than some pussies, and some pussies feel better with some dicks, vice versa. When I was inside my girl, my ex-girlfriend, I, I just felt like I wasn't filling her up enough. I, I couldn't, for the life of me, get the angles, get the right positions, and I'm coming up on my five minutes, but you get, you get the point here, so quick wrap up but just like to uh disagree on your penis size stance and i really like it if you could elaborate on what the characteristics of your dick preference are and perhaps some of the characteristics of the dick preferences of some of your other female callers as well let's get down to it i know my ex would talk about longer kind of hooked penises really did it for her more than my shorter thick one so Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Hope to hear from you soon. All right. Well, thank you so much for that one. Okay. Whew, where do I start? Okay. First of all, let me let me kind of break down the relationship between you and your girlfriend. Because I don't believe for a second this is just about your dick size. Okay. So, and, and I think you sort of alluded to that. It sounds like there's some other elements going on. So, first of all, let me just say... It sounds like there's just a lot to this relationship, a lot to this dynamic. You are a little heartbroken about it. And I, you know, like this woman really meant a lot to you. And, and I feel like maybe you're honing in or zeroing in unfairly on, you know, your dick size as the culprit here. Personally, five and a half inches by five and a half inches around. Like I'm about the girth. So that is my dick type, like average, too big, but girthy. Like I want some girth. Okay. And so I've always said, that's why I always said, I'm like, size doesn't matter, but I'll get to that because I'm going to have to take that back. It does matter too. I've come, I have, I have recently come across a penis that makes me say size does matter. Okay. So let me finish answering this question though before I get to that. Okay. What you're saying is that you weren't, you never felt long enough to pleasure her. And so there's different ways that obviously we get sensation out of our vaginas and there's an, you know, called the A spot where it's, you're just like really pounding very hard and you're hitting the cervix. And that for me can, when I'm really warmed up, what, you know, and going, that gets, that can send me over the edge. If you're just really going to pound, 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 I need to be close to having an orgasm. If you just put it in there and just start pounding, 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 I'm, I'm probably going to stop you and look at you and be like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're, you're missing all my cues, my bodily cues. I'm dry or, you know, I'm not ready for this yet. Like work me up to it. You know, like you can, at the end, you can ride me hard and put me away with. I'm happy about that. But you need to have gotten me there. Don't just jump right in with the jackhammer. 
So, and I don't know that a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of women want you to build them up to that. And I get it. Okay. So if you weren't long enough to hit her A spot, although I would think you were, but you know, again, you, you were describing the way her body is her, just the way her body type is. And you know what? Sometimes a dick type and a pussy type don't match up. This is true. I have found this to be true. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is what I think is going on. It's more about the, it's more about that your dick type, which is normal. I'm just, I still have to go back to telling you that that your dick type is normal. And I know from my female friends, it is normal and there's nothing wrong with your size. And you know, what, what the measurements that you've given me seem perfectly acceptable. Now you did say that she likes a long and curved penis. I don't prefer a long curved one. I don't not prefer it, but my dick type is where, and I've spoken about this before, it's the shaft to head ratio that I'm really kind of interested in. I like everything to be kind of normal. (laughs) That's a bad word. I like everything to be in proportion. So I like a normal penis to shaft ratio. I don't want an abnormally large head to a small shaft. I like that everything from an aesthetic point of view is very similar. So I don't kind of want like a, like a plunger effect, right? With a big head and then a, and then a, a tiny shaft. I like my, my, the penis head and the penis shaft to be about the same size, maybe slightly bigger on the head, right? Because it, should have the ridge that kind of pokes up there and that feels good inside of you. But nothing like where there's a huge size differential between the two. So sounds like she likes something with a bend and longer and I like it straight. I like my dicks straight. There, I said it. I like a straight dick. I mean, just nice and straight. Now, I don't get freaked out with an angle or anything like that. And I've had plenty of penises that have a little bit of a hook to them. Um, Strangers does, has a little bit of a hook to it. And that felt amazing. Like I had no idea. I'm like, where'd that come from? Whoa. I mean, you know, I talk about the kind of sex we had. It was just like, whoo, something's going right with with our parts. Our, Our sexy parts are matching up really well. So, you know, you just have to, you just kind of have to I don't know. I'm, I don't know that I'm, I can't get behind this surgery. I got to tell you, look, if you're going to see a sex surrogate and you're going, I would, I would suggest therapy more than a sex surrogate. I just, I don't, I think that you're taking this, the relationship very, you know, it's the breakup is very hard. And I feel like, like you're making it about the sex, but it's just, 
I know women and it just like, it's just usually not about just the sex. If there's all these other good things, you know, we'll work with you. You know, we want, we want to make this work. And she doesn't sound particularly shy. So about, you know, about discussing things with you. So I'm just, I'm going to kind of go read between the lines of what you said a little bit and, and suggest, think that this is more about personal things rather than penis size and, and pleasure in the bedroom. I'll, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go with the odds here and say, statistically, that's probably not the biggest issue. And so I feel bad that you're focusing on it like it, like it is to you. It is, I get it to you. It's become the big issue. But I really think if you dig deep and maybe you go back through some of this stuff in your mind, you know, you'll know that it's more than just that. Now, when it comes to altering your body uh, for any reason, you know, I say do your homework, do your research. You need to feel good about your decision. And I mean, listen, I, I, I can only I can only give you my boob job story. Okay. <laughs> to, to, to help you with this one, but I would be very, very cautious against altering your penis, especially when it's average. Because to me, like you're my dick type, there's nothing wrong with what you've explained to me there. And I don't think that what you have going on there, it would, a lot of women would have a problem with not a lot of women that I know anyway. And I do talk to a lot of women and I just, it's just not the burning issue. But if you are sticking silicone into your penis over time, you know, stuff happens, your body changes, things look different. It may not function that long. What I would want to know is I would want to be able to read statistics, reports, information, or talk to somebody that's had one for 20 years, because I don't know how old you are now. Let's say you're 30. How about 30 years from now? What is this implant going to be doing? Is it going to be roaming around, migrating, breaking down? Does it need to be replaced? Uh, What are the potential side effects downside? Could you lose sensation? Is it worth it? you're already girthy and you want to get girthier. And again, I'm not trying to dissuade you from anything. I just, I just want to give you food for thought. Okay. So I have implants and those implants now, you know, they recommend after a certain amount of time, you take them out and replace them. Well, I'm now having to consider a second surgery scars around my, to take, you know, take the implants out, put them in, put the, put new ones back in this, the, the boobs, you know, I already had wonderful little C's before I got a boob job. Why I got a boob job. I don't know because I was young and dumb and that was the thing to do back then. You, everybody wanted the big Baywatch boobs. And so there I was 120 pounds with big old double D's. And that's, that's how it went. But nobody says to you at the time, you know, you're not going to be 120 pounds your whole life. You're going to be 130 pounds when you get older. And that's your, that's your weight. And that's the, your body's resting weight. And when you gain weight, it goes everywhere. It goes, lo and behold, and since I already had a lot of boobs, went to my boobs. Okay. So now I have a lot of breast tissue over an implant and now I got to figure out, well, okay, is that now that my boobs are 
a little bit lower than they used to be. Now, you know, how is all this going to sit if I take this stuff out and I I get a cut around my nipples? And do you see where I'm going here? Like, there's just a lot, like, it's not just about the, okay, this is going to solve a problem for the short term. And again, I just don't think you have a problem, but that's my opinion. Just want to try to be the voice of reason here. I would just really, really think long and hard about going in and putting silicone, a silicone implant or something silicone in the shaft of your penis. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for you. I don't know. Like, I just don't want you to do it. Uh, but I want you to be happy and just know that at some point you've got to be able to get the doctor to tell you about what are the problems that I could be brewing for myself 30 years down the road. I mean, he needs to tell you all of them and, and you need to talk to, has he done any of these replacement surgeries and what happens then? And you know what I mean? Like you just, sometimes there's not enough information that you get, or they just don't know enough yet about the long-term effects because how long have they been doing this? And is there anybody with a 20 or 30 year old implant like the one you're going to get? And you know, how's that going to, how's that going to go? So that's just me. I try to be very thorough and being, having been through some of this stuff, like with my boobs, now I got to figure out, okay, do I want to take these out? You're supposed to get new ones and heal again. And, you know, and I could lose sensitivity in my nipples and all that stuff. It's just kind of like, you know, you're really, you're really going to be trading one set of problems for another potential set of problems. So just know that, you know, and if you can live with or manage your your thoughts really around your size, because again, I just got to tell you, there's, I don't think you have a size problem, then that might be the way to go. So hold off on it as long as you can is what I'm trying to say. Now, let me tell you my size matter story. Okay. I've always said size matter. does not matter. does not matter. does not matter. The truth is it doesn't and it didn't until I came across somebody. I've never come across somebody that made me think size did matter or would matter. And I have. I am saving this story for an episode, but briefly, I will tell you, I just came across one that was the smallest that I'd ever been with. And I, I feel weird about it. To be honest, I feel a little weird because I'm like, okay, there is such a thing as too small for me. And it was, I would say like the size of a thumb. It was the size of a thumb. I've never... I just never, that's the first time I've ever come across that. And I feel bad saying it, but I just don't think that's, that's going to work for me over the long haul. And although I will try anything three times, <laughs> see, I don't know, right? I don't know. I don't have enough data to make that determination. So I am definitely willing to give it a shot three more times because I have plenty of small dildos and things that, you know, I like to stick inside me and I have no problem with those. Those pleasure me just fine. So I am keeping a positive outlook on this. I will, you know, I don't know if I'll see this person again. And if I do, then I'm actually kind of excited because this is an issue that I get to really delve into and see if it really does or doesn't matter. We did not, with with what we did, we did not end up having penetrative sex. He 
came too quickly before he could even get inside me. And so I just kind of need to sort of, I, th- this kind of stuff makes me scratch my head, you know, and I'm like, and maybe some women would be turned off by it. I'm more like, huh, well, what do you think about that? I got to get back in there. I got to investigate. I need to see what happens. I mean, I'm just like, you know, hey, I mean, I still had some orgasms. You know, I, he made sure that I was taken care of. I'm okay with that. You know, it wasn't a bad experience by any means. However, it was a little awkward for me when I realized it was small and I'm like, Ooh, does he see the look on my face? Actually, I just tried to keep my eyes closed and not look at it and make eye contact with it. Cause I felt like then if I did, I'd have to say something. <laughs> Don't look it in the eye. <laughs> and it was a real, it was up, it was up close, right? Like by my eyeball. <laughs> so It's a good thing I don't see that well up close, but yeah, it was definitely, it was not big. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still curious. I'm still interested. I wouldn't not see him again. Uh, it's, I definitely want to like get in there, like I said, and investigate further and we'll see what happens. But so yes, I, I can say that it does matter. Size does matter to a certain extent, but I don't think that I just don't think you have a size issue, my love. So I hope that, you know, you'll take what I said to heart and I would totally tell you if I thought that was small and I can tell you that if, had I, had I have come across those measurements instead of what I came across, which was, like I said, literally the size of a thumb, girth and length, uh, I, I would, I would be very happy to, to find you. <laughs> All right. I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And I hope that you just hold off on that, you know, hold off on any sort of modification to your body, especially your penis. My goodness. I just don't think, you know, I really don't think you need it, but, but I understand if you feel like you need to get that done. All right. Next one. Let's see. Okay. This one, here we go. Let's just jump right into it. Let's play it. Uh, this is a, we're going to get into a little cum tasting here, I think. All right, here it is. Hi, Layla. I was going to say my name is Um, I just listened to the Stranger in the Bed episode and it was pretty good. It actually brought up something I've been thinking about and that's, uh, you guys were talking about the stranger tasting or eating his own cum. And I've actually been trying to bring myself to do it lately and I just can't get over the edge to actually do it. But I've also started having this fantasy of going down on my wife after I've come inside her. But I kind of want to, I haven't brought that up with her yet. I don't know how she'll take it, but I want to kind of taste my own cum first before I do it. And I just kind of had this thought that maybe if you commanded me to do it, that uh, maybe that might push me over the edge to try it. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Hope the rest of your day is going well. Take care. Okay. So it's funny. the When I did that, when I did that episode, that Stranger in Bed episode, I got so much feedback on it. I mean, it was like people are either like loving Stranger or they're not liking him. He's kind of, it's odd. He's been the most divisive and he's really a nice guy. He's not even close to moody or broody at all like Cowboy M, but he's giving, I'm getting like the same amount of like people either love Cowboy N or they hated him. And, you know, it was, there wasn't a lot of middle ground. And I feel like people are, just from that one episode, they either like Stranger or they don't. But they, a couple people really ripped into him for not even ever having to taste his own cum. They're like, oh, come on. You know, and it was the men. It wasn't the women. It was the men who were just like vicious about it. Like, oh, he won't even taste his own cum. 
a lot of guys, newsflash other guys that are listening that have tasted their own cum, a lot of guys do not taste their own cum and do not want to, or maybe they won't admit to it. I don't know. I kind of, I actually believe that the men that say that they haven't tasted it, they just, it hasn't occurred to them. You know, I mean, literally it just, it can go that way where it just doesn't occur to you to do it, you know, to do something. Yeah, you could, but they're just like, no, you know, they haven't done it. So I I kind of feel like men should taste their own cum. I, 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 I taste myself. I've said this before. Like I, I want to know when a guy's telling me that I'm delicious and that I smell great or he, you know, that he loves the taste of me and how, you know, like all that good stuff that, and that just, of course, is so freaking hot to hear. Like, I love hearing that. I love when a man tells me that, like that just gets me super, super hot and excited that I, my body juices like turn him on that he's just that he can like wants to wear my scent on him and smell me and just wants to bury his face you know between my thighs I mean that's hot yes that kind of talk like totally ugh, turns me on and gets me I mean it just makes me even more excited and it, and it gets me even hotter to to mess around and do that kind of stuff because then I feel, you know, I just, I just feel even more empowered, you know, but when, when a man acknowledges that he loves that and enjoys that, I, I, it turns, I feel great about it. And I think, and I know it goes both ways. I know when a woman says, you know, that they enjoy tasting, they enjoy the way their partner tastes and, you know, all that, that, that cum turns them on and gets them hot and it's erotic. Like I know guys freaking go crazy for it. And it's just, it's just like, it's just saying to your partner, like everything about you is so damn sexy. I love the way your body reacts, the way you moan, the noises you make, you know, the way your muscles tense up. I love it. I love it when you finally come and it, you know, it's everywhere or it's inside me or what, you know, just like just enjoying the, what the two of you produce together sexually or how that person gets you gets you turned on and, and how your body reacts to them, like that they can see that and appreciate it. Like that's just hot. It, it's all, it all goes into it. So I would definitely say that you need to, you know, you need to taste your own cum. If, and, and I guess you probably don't want to do it the first time, like out of your wife, maybe, because maybe that, I think what you're saying is you want to try it first. And I, you know, if you've never tasted it, you don't have to be caught off guard. I'm going, I will, I am going to command you. Okay. Right now, this is what you need to do. I need you to get in the shower and run the water and get yourself, you know, get that great fantasy that you love, whatever that go-to is that gets you so turned on and so excited. Just start touching yourself until, you know, until you're ready to come and then make sure you're, you know, turn away from the water and just get a little bit of it on your hand when you ejaculate and just, you know, Put a little bit on your tongue. You're right there by the water. For some reason, it's you don't find it agreeable, but I know it's going to be yummy and delicious. And you're going to love every drop, probably just as much as your wife does. Then you can just give it a little taste and see what it's all about. And know like that you're just a, you're a hot, erotic, little dirty boy in there doing that. And then... You can encourage uh, encourage her to get on your and ride your face after you come inside her. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. 
Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Did you ever listen to my back episodes? I did that with BE and it was, we talked about it afterwards and that was really hot. And honestly, really, I don't know. Like there was that moment, like I'll never forget that moment. I'll always remember that. Like that is a good go-to for me. I just still have that in my head where he, I can remember that. I remember that room and where we were and the dinner I made the night before and just how it felt like when I got on top of him and I was feeling very aggressive because he, you know, it's like he wanted, was encouraging me to do this. And I was just like, so turned on by it. Cause I'm after the, usually after, even after the, when the guy comes, when he's having an orgasm, if I'm not having an orgasm too, I'm very, I'm very close. Like just him doing his thing turns me on so much when he's finally finishing. And like, that is so erotic to me. And so for him to, for us to keep going then and him to sort of be on cleanup duty and just enjoy what he just put in me. Oh, shit. That is so amazing. I mean, oh, it's hot. It's just, it's fucking hot. So Definitely, definitely do this, please. I want you to explore it. I would love a follow up. I've got to know. I'm going to be wondering, like, whatever happened. Did you taste it? And did you taste it out of your wife? Because I'm telling you, she's going to love it. She's going to absolutely love it. You didn't have to say that you're, that that's what, you know, that you're doing it for that. Just finish and then keep going. Be like, I'm, you know, I'm still so turned on. You know, I just want, I just want you on top of me. And, Get her up there and let her ride and go to town on your face. <laughs> all right. I hope that helps. Whew, I'm getting myself all excited here and get all Miami. It is, oh, I'm down in Miami. I love it here. I, maybe I should have been, maybe I should have like moved to Miami. I, I'm just so loving the vibe down here. It's so fun. So anyway, yes, 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 yes. I... I, I want this for you. I want you to do this. I am telling you to do it. You need to do it. And you just have to report back. All right. I can't wait to find out. Thank you so much for being a listener. I appreciate you and keep me posted. Okay. All right. Now, so this next one, let me see. Where, which one are we jumping to next? Okay. Yes. We're going to be getting into a little bit about... Oh, this is just a good voicemail here. I'm going to play it for you. All right, here it is. Hey, Layla. Thanks for your reply to my message. Gosh, I had a thought. It's already gone out of my mind. You know what's crazy is I was on one of the boards on FetLife, and I suggested that I thought the world would be a better place if even BDSM was much more normalized because I hate BDSM. It just brings up all the negative connotations from just stupid stereotypes. I call it adult adventure play. That's all it is, is adult adventure play. 
And it's so much more less threatening than BDSM, you know. But uh, I brought up about kind of trying to have that more normalized just out in the world in the conversation. People fucking flipped out. Oh, my God, what I do is none of anyone's business. And this should never be normalized. And so many people like it because it's it's like, oh, it's it's edgy. It's bad. I'm not supposed to be doing this. And the pushback on trying to normalize it really led me to this epiphany that the world of pet life and the world of BDSM it's just a microcosm for our society. There's open-minded people in BDSM and there's incredibly closed-minded gatekeeping people in BDSM that they aren't even comfortable in their own skin. They just do what they do. They don't really want to think about why they do it. Or if they do, again, circling back to, oh, it's 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 dirty, it's bad, and that's why we like it. If it's normalized, it's no fun. And you already hear that from some of the old school people that BDSM has become too normalized and, you know, they've taken the fun out of it and stuff like that. It's just crazy. So that whole community is just like society. There's open people. There's repressed people. It, it was quite an epiphany because you think that people in that lifestyle would be more open-minded, but they're just as closed-minded as many of the people in vanilla life. And what the hell is vanilla life anyway, other than repression of gods and governments. I mean, it's so screwed up. It's unbelievable. So that's my agreeing thought on that. And the other thing, you know, yeah, your obsession with being good. Welcome to like being a guy and getting laid for the first few times or your entire life. Like guys are incredibly neurotic about being good. Their model is porn because God forbid we can't teach kids about sex. You know, I learned mine from magazines and then porn but you know the porn model is you know you can you can fuck for hours and drive the woman wild and you're just this amazing stamina endless athlete and stuff and that's why so many guys are so neurotic and bad about sex is they can't live up to that porn model just like you're worried about being like oh i want to make sure i'm good i'll give you my experience my experience is a lot of the porn you see and i don't know porn, amateur, whatever, there's a lot of like really deep, hard thrusting that you see. And I have a, a dom and sometimes she's into that. And I kind of go, you know, I let her do what she wants to do. But for me, it's like shorter, shallow strokes. Let's say from the time the first couple inches of the strap-on penetrate me, like three inches in, maybe four inches, then almost out and then back in. So it's just really, for me, everyone's prostate's in a different space and everyone has different kind of nerve sensitivity. So for me, it's just slower, slower strokes that anybody can do. And you get feedback from him and I mean, literally, if you're standing and he's on the bed doggy and stuff, he can back up and into you and you don't even have to do anything. You can just kind of stand there and see what he's into. Is he into deep, fast and hard? Is he into short and shallow? 
and let him sort of show you the rhythm. And then in that, that him kneeling on the bed and you standing, holding his hips, it's really, really easy to control. And then with a long, a long strap on, you can kind of see what's going on. If you go with that, oh, I'm a novice, I only want a four or six inch, you're going to have to literally be pressing against him to even stay in him. And it just be really hard to kind of know what's going on because obviously you can't feel it. So he'll show you. Yes, I love that you call BDSM adult adventure play. That is a fantastic term. I think I'm going to have to steal that from you because I love that so much. It's fabulous. Yeah, I need uh, I need that. I need that in my life. I need that term in my life. And I totally know what you mean. Listen, when I first started out doing this and I was looking into BDSM and trying to kind of, you know, find a dom and just sort of learn about it, I hit a lot of what you're talking about. I found a lot of really oddly enough, super judgy people. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, here's this culture that's sort of quote unquote underground. They're like, hey, we, this is our thing. Don't judge us. But then, it, but then you get in their inner circle and they're so fucking judgy. And yeah, I have, I have experienced that. My, I guess, you know, my thoughts on that is just that I I don't even at this point, don't even give a shit. You know, I don't fucking care about that anymore. I will do, and my sexuality is my sexuality and I will do and be and say and act and use my body and do with my body what I want. And I'm the one that makes the rules. I am, it's, it's up to me. I'm a yes girl with boundaries, right? Like stranger says, and I get to decide. Nobody else gets to tell me. Nobody else gets to tell me that, you know, BDSM has to be this way or that way, or, you know, to be a good, to be a proper sub, you have to do this, or you have to, you know, that there's, you always have to be referring to this person in your honor, in their honorific, you know, by sir or whatever they're and that it always has to be 24 seven and that you don't get a break from it and da, 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 you know, and, all that blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. So just do what works for you. But I agree with you that yes, it is kind of a bit of a, I have found that too. Now I've also found completely non-judgy people as well. So you're right. It's just a cross-section of humanity and you're going to find every personality type. Uh, You'll find people that are completely open and accepting. And then you'll find people that are surprisingly and shockingly closed-minded. And you're like, huh? How did you land here in this group? You know, how, how can you be so close-minded and and do this as well? I don't know. There, it's just the way it is. But uh, I wanted to also comment on your porn thing. And men can't live up to the porn model. And yeah, I think it's a tough model for both sexes, right? To be honest with you, because again, you know, I've, you mentioned Eric Everhart and I've had him, Eric Everhart, and I've had him on like three times now. He's fantastic. I love that he keeps it real. I love that he's honest about the fact that this is just a produced movie. It's all production. It's all produced. The woman may or may not really be having orgasms, but she's pretending like she is with the man not even doing anything to stimulate her or giving the appearance of stimulating her. You don't know if she's, as she starts squirting, what they cut to before that, how close they got her, what they used to get her to that point, how many fucking dildos or vibrators or what part of her was being touched before they actually just spliced together that one shot. It's just, it, these are just scenes and images and they're not actual, it's not really about the pleasure between the two people. It's about producing sexy 
images that aren't always, as you know, Eric has mentioned, that aren't always pleasurable. And and again, yes, I you know, like it, you're right. It shows men just constantly keeping their dicks rock hard and going and going, and they're pound pound pound. And it looks like that's all that ha- that's happening. And she's laying back and squealing her head off and screaming and squirting and coming over and over. And oh my God, this feels amazing. Okay. I think we can all agree at this point, or hopefully we all know at this point that that's produced. That's not true. And so I feel like because we're having dialogue about this, we should be able to also accept that it's just a two-way street. It's not, it's not, men aren't supposed to be porn stars And women aren't supposed to take that as this is how their sexual mate should be. And same, and same thing for men. Like we're not supposed to use porn as our education, as our sex education supplement, right? It doesn't work because that's not how our, that's not, that's not how we're going to have our best sex anyway. Maybe there's a small percentage that that's just like, that is exactly how it is in the bedroom for them. I would say that's a small percentage, but you know, the rest of us normal people, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta use some toys. We gotta work at it, different angles. Maybe take some breaks. Use more, use some lube, of course, which you never see them doing. They're using a ton of lube all the time. You know, I mean, there's just all these things that uh, we're sort of we're watching this stuff, and then unfortunately, it's imprinting and it's making us think that that's how sex should be. I, I don't think that I. Don't think I ever really got hooked into that, but I did notice, you know, as I went along that I I felt like men were mimicking what they saw in porn and it's still like, it'll still happen. I'll have that happen with, you know, someone while I'm having sex, they'll be doing a certain move or maneuver. And I'm like, why does this guy fucking think this is any good? It's not, you know, and I'll have to switch it up in a polite way, you know, but I'm like, uh, you know, and you know, and I just, I know it's like, I can almost see the porno in his head that he's that he's trying to mimic or that he's drawing from, you know, and I'm like, no, look, let's just, this doesn't work, buddy, but I'll tell you what does. And I'm more than happy to show someone, you know, what does. So that's kind of, uh, that's the thing there. It's not just, I think we're all, we all need to take a step back and just look at porn and appreciate it for what it is and understand, you know, what it isn't and be, be good with it. And then thank you so much too, for your strap on points. And I agree with you on that. You know, it's interesting that you say that because literally like the woman's G spot, like your male prostate and the woman's G spot, I believe is roughly about the same on average, about the same amount of inches or in, you know, it's not all the way back and in, it's just kind of right there, not very far from the entrance. And I like knowing where, you know, where, where a man's, uh, where that is and being able to find it easily. So I appreciate that. I'm, thank you for that. I'm going to file that one away. And the more I start playing with prostates, you know, I kind of know where they are, but it's always a good reminder too. Like, you know, maybe a guy doesn't want to be, as I, as I start venturing into (laughs) being the penetrator and not the penetratee. <laughs> I need to know these things. I need to be mindful of this. So I appreciate the, the your thoughts on that. And um, thank you so much for being a listener. And I'm sorry you got caught, your message got cut off there. But you know what? The cool part is when you leave me voicemails, if you get cut off, like sometimes people do, just go back and leave another one right afterwards. It's just a continuation. I will get it and we will pick the conversation right back up. 
All right. Okay. So here we're going on to our last one. I think these are, so, this is some great questions here from this listener. I want to, can't wait to share that. All right. Here it is. Hi, Layla. This is again. I've been enjoying your private podcast a great deal. And I appreciate uh, the fact that you can share your thoughts. Uh, many of those seem quite familiar to me. <laughs> anyway. I have two quick questions. For, maybe they're not quick, but I have two quick questions that I'd like you to consider. One, I looked into the notion of burner phones, and in reading the reviews, it, it seemed like there were mm, some serious concerns that some people had over some. Could you recommend one of those apps uh, that you have found to be successful? I'd just like to entertain the thought of, of a burner phone, and I thought maybe asking somebody who's using one that's working for them uh, makes more sense than me trying to go through a trial and error process. Okay, so that's my first question. My second question is, I'm in kind of a situation here. My longtime significant other has decided that she no longer is interested in sex at all, even though we had a, what I thought was a fabulous sex life before. But she has told me that uh, really that's it. Um, we haven't had sex in close to three years now. And she has no interest and has, in essence, told me that, uh, you know, if you want it, go and get it. Just don't bring uh, any diseases home. So my question for you is, how would you handle that? And kind of interested in your recommendations of where do I go? What do I do? How does it sound from a female perspective? Well, I hope all that makes sense. And I hope you're having a great time. I'm glad to see you're still active and uh, really enjoying your threesomes and your <laughs> variety of other relationships. Sounds like you're incredibly active. So uh, living vicariously, as you might imagine. <laughs> Anxious to hear your answers to those two questions. Hope you're having a great weekend. Thanks. Bye now. All right. Well, hey, thank, first of all, thank you so much for listening to the private podcast and supporting it. I love you. Mwah. Yes, the private podcast is fun. I get I will come home like literally after a sex act and sit down and just like, I want to talk to my private podcast peeps. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to tell you this. And some of the stuff that I can't say on the private public podcast, I definitely say there. Like, I mean, sometimes you just, you can't, you can't say it. And I can't tell you why I can't say it. You have to listen to the episodes. When you listen to the episodes, you'd be like, oh, I see why she couldn't say that. <laughs> it's not that I can't say it. It's that I'd rather say it in the private podcast rather than broadcasting it on the public podcast. So there's a bit of a difference there. I do get a little spicier for sure with the private stuff. So if you get a chance, check it out. Okay, you want to know about burner phones. So I don't actually have a physical burner phone. What I use is an app called Burner. And you just get it out of the app store. It's called Burner. I think it's like 40 bucks a year. 40, 50 bucks that you get a phone number. You can do, I think you can do video calls now. You know, you just, it's a text. They can call you, you can call them. And it, I can't remember, can you do the video calls or not? I, I think you can. Okay. I think you can. I, I can't quite remember. I, I might be crossing, cross-referencing that with just one of my apps, but, you know, dating apps, but yes. Yeah, so I think you should uh, definitely just, just use Burner, use that app. It's like I said, they'll give you, the nice thing is you get a, you get a, you get your own number with an area code wherever you want it. And that's your number. And then if somebody, you don't want to talk to somebody anymore or they're annoying or whatever, you just burn the number, you just boop, burn them and then they can't call you back, but you keep your number and it, it's, 
it's just a good thing. So I, I feel good about that. Our phone numbers, our real phone numbers are tied to a lot of things, especially if you had them a long time. And this just helps maintain privacy. I also, you should try, okay, since we're talking about what your long-term partner said, no more sex. Let's talk about this. I, I wanted to end the podcast with this because I actually felt like this was just such an important voicemail for a lot of reasons. A lot of things jumped out at me. First of all, I just wonder if, and this isn't a slide on women, but I just wonder if women, like, how they would handle the reverse of this. Because I feel like men disproportionately get that talk rather than women. And I could be wrong about that. I just don't hear it. I don't get the feedback from men that even remotely or slightly leans in this direction. And I never have. And I, you know, I just don't know, like, I don't know in all fairness how to be fair about this because I hear this and it does sort of irritate me. And I just want, I wanted to play it and I wanted women to hear this because I just want them to imagine women with our, with our very, as sensitive as we are and, and our, with all of our shit that we have going on in our head and all the messed up body image stuff that we have going on and how, you know, we're always, everything's a filter or you got to be skinnier or you got to look a certain way or your butt's not big enough or your butt's too small or uh, your waist's too big. It's not small enough or it's too small and you're disproportionate or you're, you know, whatever, like all of the weird fucking shit that we get in our heads about our bodies and how we look and whether we're sexy or not. Could you imagine your partner coming to you and saying, I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Go get it somewhere else. Don't get any diseases. Take care of that off the clock. I don't want to know. It's like, I'm just done. Close for business. The intimate portion of our relationship, the physical connectivity is done. This would absolutely, I have to just tell you, this would absolutely crush me. Like that my partner didn't want to have sex with me anymore. Now, I don't know the circumstances. I didn't get all the circumstances here. And I don't know what this listener's point of view is or like how he feels about it. He's just sort of asking questions. But, you know, he did say that they had a good sex life and until about two years ago. And, you know, I just don't, I don't know why it seems to me, and again, I might be wrong, but it seems to me that women don't look at this and value this part of their relationship with a man. Because at this point, you're turning them into a roommate. At whatever point you do this, you're all hot and heavy. You did something to hook this guy. You were having sex with him. You were putting out. You get him to marry you. You make, you probably made some kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm closed for business now. This is not, I know I said you have to forsake all others and only have eyes for me. And, and that works until I don't want it to work. Until I say, no, don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't, you know, like you have to go get it somewhere else. It's your problem. And now you're a bad person and you're a sex addict. And like I've heard all of this stuff from guys, you know, over the years, that it, the litany of things. Women, what are you doing to these men? Why are you doing this? If your hormones are out of whack, which would be totally understandable. If you're, you know, you've got babies, this is all understandable. But these are the, you know, for better, for worse parts of your relationship that you vowed to go through with this person, with this person. And when you unilaterally make it, make a decision about 
a part of your relationship that is no longer going to exist. This is devastating to men. And I think, you know, if you were feeling hot and sexy about yourself and your hormones were where they should be, you wouldn't be saying this. And so this is something that was is within your control and something that you can work on and can work towards. It may not be that you are that as sexual as a man and nobody expects you to be, but you need to do your best to bring some, I don't even, you know, common sense, negotiation, care, concern to your partner, you know, in this instance. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, this kind of breaks my heart. I hear this stuff and I hear it a lot. So I, 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 this is not, this is no, and this is no, uh, nothing to be mean to this person's partner. I don't, he does, he seems like he's handling it pretty well, but I thought it just, I just wanted to point it out and plant that seed for women that are listening to this, that listen to the show that, Hey, what if it was reversed? Could you imagine what you would feel like if your partner was essentially rejecting you in a sexual capacity, I just, I think we would not handle it well. I really do. I think we would be extremely upset, hurt, feeling awful. I mean, probably like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so I, I just, this, this, this hurts my heart a little bit. So again, what I say to then this person is, if you, you know, if you are okay with this, then, you know, yeah, there's a good app. You could find somebody. I think I found some really cool people on, on the app called Field. I feel like because what you're going to be talking about here is an ethically non-monogamous situation. You want your, you know, your your partner, your potential partners to know, obviously, you're married and that, you know, you, you are going to be playing outside of your marriage. Your wife doesn't, isn't going to be involved in it and that that's okay. And you know, and all that stuff. And so you'll find more people with that mindset and that over there, you know, like in, on that app. And I think it's a good place. I think it's a good place for you. And hopefully, I don't know if you're still trying to discuss this with your wife or what your plans are, but you know, I hope it all works out. I hope you're okay. And the other thing that women need to consider is, you're, you're losing, you know, when you are giving another woman the responsibility of carrying the weight of the intimacy between you and your husband, you might be fishing for problems you just don't want. That's all I can say, because that's literally what you're doing. You are men of course they love to get their dicks wet. Of course they love to spread their seed. Of course they love, they love a hall pass, you know, until it's, until it's not a hall pass. It's, it's, it's a, I am closed for business and this part of our relationship doesn't exist anymore. Now you got to go supplement it with someone else, but don't fall in love with them and don't develop feelings and da, 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 you know, it doesn't work that way. You're going to try to put contingencies and restraints on it. But I think that sometimes like I said, you're just, you're setting yourself up for future problems that you really don't want to expect and think that this is all just going to go swimmingly and that you can sub out the intimacy to someone else and let them develop that bond with your, with your partner while you are denying them and not having a good open dialogue about it, I think is dangerous in my opinion. So 
There we go. But I do hope it works out for that caller. I hope that he's able to, you know, maybe they're still going to have intimacy or there's still not just, you know, that there's still intimacy between the two of them, not just the sexual kind. Obviously, intimacy comes in other forms, but the sexual component is a biggie. So there we go. Thank you guys so much for all your wonderful voicemails. They make me so happy. I love hearing about all this stuff. It really, it's nice. And thank you so much, those of you that left these messages and took the time to leave them. I'm I'm just blessed to have you as listeners. And I appreciate you so much. All right, everyone. Well, if you haven't left me a voicemail, I hope this maybe convinces you to leave me a voicemail. Just know that very, very, very few times do I ever put a voicemail up on the show. I always change your name, take it out, or change disguise your voice so you can feel good about leaving one. And like I said, if you just if that is not even an option for you and you don't ever want me to even do that, you can say, please do not use this on air before you start, and I will never use your voicemails. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week. I cannot wait to, uh, this month is going to be very fun. Like I said, I I already know that (laughs) the stuff that I've done and the episodes that are recorded and in the queue for you. So stay tuned because I have been, this is one busy, curious girl right here. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. so much for listening and if you like what you hear refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media also go to the website thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content and as usual questions or comments you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com 